Well, what got her knickers all in a bunch? All I said was, yeah, that's the problem. You said it. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as I pose this question to all of us. Can you withstand the demands of success? I want to know. And guess what? I'll see you on the flip. How's your life right now? Would you say that overall it's pretty good? Or would you say you're struggling? Or would you say, oh my gosh, it is just bliss every day? I ask this because what if I told you that no matter how much you gained or how much you lost, however you tend to feel is going to be within a bandwidth or range of how you always feel. Yeah, I know. Doesn't that sound horrible? (laughs) When I first uh, encountered that thinking, I was like, you nihilist. But then I had to slow down and and regroup and reframe. And it was, was, for the most part, hard to disprove it uh, when you look at the average person. Now, of course, you got those overachievers and underachiever outliers. But for the most part, once the newness of something or a new situation wears off, we tend to go back to a baseline that's individual for us. There are some people that are naturally more um, resilient, effervescent, and optimistic, as opposed to some that are more pessimistic, pragmatic, and uh, even killed. And so you got all different kinds, and that's the one thing that makes us wonderful. But there is another thing that we all tend to want to achieve, and that is our ability to have, quote unquote, success. Now, your success might be different uh, from mine or others, and it's quite individual. And there are some things that I really like about this whole idea of success. You see, without success, we wouldn't have our internal navigational North Star to guide us and to help us to continue to try to achieve and to believe to be better than we were yesterday. You know, without success, there would be certain things that we would not ever improve on or strive to achieve. Without success, who knows? It would still take everybody 30 minutes to quote unquote run a mile. And um, that's an exaggeration. But um, I'm always fascinated with the story of when the first person broke the four minute mile. And then after that, because that person had done it and people were able to see it, believe it, and mark it as a point of success, that now a lot of people are able to break the four minute mile. And it's just an amazing part of our makeup, an amazing part of our mechanics that this thing called success does so much for us. So I want to kind of go on and get into some wisdom smacks. And because we don't have a lot of time and I don't want to be rushed on this, I want to kind of just stay right in the pocket here and talk about whether or not you can withstand the demands of success. Let's get into it. So Trying to chunk this down, I came up with three areas that I'd like to focus on. Of course, this is not exhaustive. We don't have all day here, people. So let's 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 just look at what um, I think would probably be something good to look at what it takes to have success. 
And the first thing I'm going to say is when I was growing up, um, I went to a, a school where uh, we had wonderful teachers and uh, coaches and, and people that really supported us. And I loved my school. I'm going to say I loved the school I went to the, for, ma- for the majority of my time. So don't get it twisted from where I graduated and when I, where I went. OK, I was only at my other one uh, for a semester or two where I graduated. So anyway, there's a difference. But in this this loving care of a school that I went to uh, from elementary all the way up to, you know, senior high school, we had the best. And I mean, because I said so. We had the best teachers and uh, we had a coach. We had a few coaches and I love them all. Uh, shout out to Coach Cowan and Coach Lyons. And I remember Coach Lyons, he, oh my gosh, when we were growing up, we were like, he is so mean. And he would make us do quote unquote six inches. So for all my Gremlin kittens out there, you know, when I say six inches and Coach Lyons, you know what I'm talking about. But he would make us do calisthenics. And we were like, what sort of medieval torture is this? And he would talk while we were holding these. Our, and, and what it is, it's kind of like you just, you know, sit down and recline a, a, recline a little back and you hold your um, feet off the ground six inches for as long as you can do it. And it, it works on your core strength. Um, okay. But anyway, he would do that and he would lecture us and talk to us. And what he was doing was he was disseminating wisdom. And one of those such talks that he he talked about, he talked about how everybody wants to be a star, but no one wants to do the work to get to um, being uh, worthy of being a star. And he was talking about success goals. And another thing he said was, but guess what? Right when you think you have your goal, he says someone moves the goal line and thus you have to learn how to keep going forward. And he said, if you don't, if you, he said, if you stop now, you'll never keep going and you'll never uh, always be on the hunt for getting to your goals. And, um, and so he'd be like, hold them up, hold them up. And we were still like struggling, trying to keep our feet off the ground for six, you know, six inches and stuff. But it would at that time it was over my head because he was talking on a deeper level that I wasn't able to access, but it did its work because it got into my subconscious and it's his words, words of my family, friends, community, and the way uh, I have been blessed to sit at the feet of people I'll never meet through their words and books and uh, talks and trainings that I have learned that whatever you get, that is only the first stage. And most of the times when people are going after their success and their dreams, they believe that it is a set point. They believe that it is one point in time. But as Coach uh, Coach Lyons would say, uh, that's only the first step. And so with success, with success let me slow down because I'm getting excited about this, y'all. With success, there are going to be certain demands and you're going to have to withstand them, meaning that you're going to have to have the stability, the tenacity, and the strength, and the fortitude to be able to continue to uh, um, live in that environment. So one of the things that I had to learn when I was all about chasing my dreams and getting the success was that once I got success, it was fleeting. And it wasn't that it was fleeting in that the success that I had would fall away. No, it was that 
Success is a journey. It is not a static point in time. With success, unlike X marking the spot for treasure, it is a highway, <laughs> a journey, an um, uh, endless journey of always going and changing and, and having to meet the demands for what success requires from you at that time. So thank you for letting me get that out. Now, I want to talk to you, like I said, I chunked down uh, some things that I wanted to make sure that I I passed on to you uh, because they were so lovingly given to me by many people and they are uh, great wisdoms that I remind myself of. And so I want to ask you, can you really withstand the demands of success? I'm not talking about that first one that you get. I'm talking about once you do that, do you have the ability to keep going even when you're tired, even when you don't understand what's actually happening to you, even when you think you're failing, but you're really succeeding? Do you have the tenacity, the tenaciousness to believe in yourself to put one more foot in front of the other and keep going? Well, if you are able to say that, let's get on to it. So, Three areas that I am wanting to propose to you today about the demands of success and how to withstand them. And that is going to be responsibility, respect, and rarity. Responsibility, respect, and rarity. So let's take the first one, responsible. One of the areas that I learned when I was a little kid, now, if you listen to some of my other older podcasts for this um, this show, eh, don't listen to them. I, I, I was eh, anyway. I cringe when I when I think about them. But hey, we keep growing because success is a moving target. I talk, I talked about some of the uh, my childhood stories and how my sister and I. I was nine and she was 12 and we had our first business and we did so well that we actually kind of sort of ran a um, landscape company out of our neighborhood (laughs) because we were mowing the lawns and my grandfather had found us um, a lawnmower, got it fixed up and donated it to to our cause and our whole family encouraged us. They didn't see us as just little wee little girls that, you know, were wanting to be able to help out and uh, have little monies for themselves. They saw our spirits and they encouraged us to keep going. And I remember my my grandparents, my mom and people, you know, always teaching us how you do anything is how you do everything. And they talked about what responsibility meant. And the first lesson that we had to learn was be responsible to finish what you start or don't start it at all. There was one time when there was this lawn, it was so big and it just kept going on and on and it was getting dark outside and we were still trying to mow it. And I don't know about y'all, but growing up, my mom had this rule, you better beat the street lights coming home. And there was no such thing as a cell phone at that time where we could call her and tell her we're still trying to do this lawn. And uh, we were trying to finish and it was so much more. And we knew we were going to still be out there in the dark trying to finish this lawn. So we had a dilemma on our hands. Do we try to finish the lawn today and um, do the responsible thing? Or do we try to run home and then possibly go back and, you know, to a unfinished lawn? And I vaguely remember um, 
the discussion. So I, I don't want to try to re- relay that. All I know is my sister was like, you're going to get your butt in gear and we're going to do this. And I remember us pushing that lawnmower together, getting that lawn done. And it was dusk when we got done. But I do remember uh, when we got done, the, uh, the, the lady who had, uh, uh, had uh, hired us to do her lawn. I remember she gave us a tip and it was one of the first uh, tips we had ever gotten. And she was like, you you young ladies, I'm just so proud of you. And uh, she gave us a tip. I think in hindsight, as, a, as an adult, she knew she was getting a real good deal on that acre that she had back there, but that's neither here nor there. And we went home and when we got there, um, my mom was in the kitchen, you know, finishing up cooking and everything. And she just looked at us and she was like, you finished, right? And that's what she said. You finished, right? And we were like, yes, ma'am, we finished. She said, good, good job. She says, now, if you do that lawn again, you know, you have to give, you have to start earlier because now you know what's going on. And we didn't get in trouble. And I, I felt my mother's approval. I felt her pride in that her little girls, um, were learning to do things the right way. And now this was a time when, like I said, we were in um, a very safe neighborhood in a small town where everybody watched out for everybody's kids. So it wasn't where she was doing anything bad. So do not send me <laughs> letters about my mother letting us go and mow, mow lawns when we're not at home where she can watch us. Don't do that. It wasn't those type of times and we were always safe. Um, so anyway, um, that was like one of the first times that we had to put the skill of responsibility into action. And I wish I could tell you that it gets easier, but every time I face a new level of being responsible, it feels like when I was that little kid and I had that major dilemma to make. And this time I don't have my big sister with me urging me, come on, let's get through with this shell. We got to get home and we got to do this right and all of that. And But I am reminiscent of that feeling that I must be onto something and I must be doing the right thing. And I've heard this statement over and over again that success leaves clues. And for the first time when I got this wisdom smack, it had never occurred to me that when people were saying success leaves clues, I was thinking success leaves clues to get to it where it is a stagnant, stable, stationary place. But no, there was a deeper meaning. Success leaves clues because success is guiding you on a journey that you have to keep going, keep following the clues and be okay with knowing that you're always going to be following after success and that you're in success as you're following it. My mind was blown. Now for you, you might be like, yeah, Michelle, I always knew that. But for me, I didn't. Call me simpleton. I don't care. But for me, I didn't realize that when you are actively doing what you know to do, being responsible to finish what you start, to to to, to get to places on time, to uh, count up the cost, to learn from your mistakes, to fess up when you miss the mark, to not ghost people. Uh, those things matter and you're actually in, you're actually in the grace of success. Because that's another thing that I learned. Once you start becoming responsible, there is this, um, this, this glamour that, that comes over you where success smiles on you and gives you favor. 
Um, I had mentioned an interview that I watched from a rapper the other day, and I don't know any of this man's music. If under uh, penalty of death, if they said I had to name one of his songs, not even a, a lyric, but just name one of his songs, honey, I'd be dead. But he uh, was very impactful because he would have these pithy little statements. And uh, he said one, and he said, um, uh, gaining someone's favor is more than all the money in the world. And I was like, that is so true. And that's what success helps you to do. Success, when you become responsible, you start to gain people's uh, favor. And that brings me to the next one, and that is respect. One of the things that I always loved about the way my mom taught us to respect and love words and the etymology is to break down the components of it. And respect, respectore, it is a beautiful word because what it does is, is it calls you to recircle back around to inspect something anew. And to respect something anew is to always be looking for the next layer. Uh, Brandon Sanderson has a, a character in one of his books, the Mistborn series that I love, that the character always says, there's always another secret to be revealed. And that's how I feel respect is. Respect is always helping you reveal the next secret to be unlocked, like loot in a game. <laughs> so whereas responsibility uh, is how you level up and go to different levels, higher and higher. Respect is how you un unlock the loot and be able to handle um, what is there, okay? And so the respect that I wanted to focus on for this limited time that we have is one that I have learned. And I'm gonna tell you, it is not, it's not natural to me. And I always have to expend energy. I can't just unconsciously, consciously do this. And so this is one of my vulnerabilities that I have to work on. And that is, I always need to respect time. Because I learned if I respect time, time respects me. And what I mean by that is I always have to look back at time and see, um, when did I take it for granted? When did I flounder it? When did I, you know, um, use it wisely? When did I um, esteem it? And when, when, when did I have missed opportunities? So, for instance, when I am uh, working with my clients and those types of things, when I am prepared. And it's not when. I, I That's one of the things I just, I, I make sure I'm responsible, you know, to be as prepared as possible, to be there on time, to make sure that I'm doing what I can. And if I miss the mark, to always make sure that I am able to respect them and respect their time. Because I'm going to tell you, if you respect time, time will respect you. Don't believe me? Try time. Now, I know what you might be saying. Time is a construct that we agreed on. And I, I, I totally get that. But there is something about that agreement that everybody keeps. If you respect it, it seems like time will do weird stuff. Like time will uh, compress to make, make the bad stuff go faster. <laughs> and it will expand to help you enjoy things. Or vice versa, if you play around with it. You know, I, <laughs> it's like... When I respect time and I'm always trying to look for the new secret it wants to un unveil, uh, time will almost slow down so that I'm more productive in a given day. And I'm like, thank you, time. And that's another thing with respect. 
I don't believe at this particular time, I don't believe we can truly respect something without honoring it verbally or in some type of uh, uh, way, you know. And so thanking time is something that I have to remember to do to respect it. And with that, because I'm thankful that I'm learning that and continuing to work with it, success tends to come my way. And not for nothing, there is, now I like to call this the child of respect, and that is good reputation. I was going to talk about reputation as one of my little R's, but I opted for another one because it's going to open a whole can of worms that I'm about to get to. But when you start to respect time, respect people, and turn back around to reinvestigate things and look at them anew, willing them to reveal their secrets because that is what you are focused on, you will start to gain respect and thus your reputation will grow and get better, get stable. You become a notable person. Your reputation will start to precede you. Remember, uh, success leaves clues. Success leaves a trail. Well, success can also make room for your reputation, a good one or a bad one, to go before you. So in our last few minutes, let me let me talk about this last R, because this is the one, oh my gosh, that when people are always trying to say, oh, I want to be successful, I want to say, you better hold up and pause because there are different requirements for the successful than there are for everybody else. And that is rarity. Now, to me, I always envision being on the path of success when you get through the lower levels, meaning the basic um, things that you should learn and have as part of your character. When you start getting up to those things that most people don't do, you start to move into what I like to call rarefied air. And in this rarefied air, I always imagine it being thinner because when you go up to the mountains, when you go up to higher altitudes, the air is thinner. And thus, you have to have a a better capacity to breathe it. You have to be in better shape to sustain it and to be able to process lower amounts of oxygen going in and out of your body. And so in rarefied air, this is where people tend to act a fool when they are not ready to withstand the demands of success. Think about it. In the successful And it's not even a circle sometimes. Sometimes you're just there alone. You have to be willing and able to sustain alienation because not too many people are on the same level as you in a a successful uh, realm where you're having to still go through the levels and and continue to grow. Because remember, success is not a, I've made it. No, success keeps you going. When you get into those areas where uh, others fall off and it's just you, out there, alienation can set in and and mess with your mind. Or think about this, loss of control. The higher up you get, the more you get to the elemental movements of things. And thus you are required to be able to uh, settle yourself, to go with the flow. A lot of people don't realize that the more successful you are, the less handle on uh, control you have. They like for you to think, oh, they're a titan of uh, industry and they control everything. No, they have learned that once you get past a certain level, you have to be so confident and so trusting in yourself that you're able to 
integrate and uh, move with um, adaptability and fluidity with the times. That's why the greats have success because they're they don't they don't become inflexible. They don't have a clenched hand on on everything. They have an open palm to receive, and what isn't theirs, they're totally fine with it falling out of their palm, so that it will make room for the thing that wants to land in it. And that takes some fortitude. That takes some stamina, and that takes a whole bunch of withstanding because. One of the things that people don't realize is when you gain some success, you're going to get certain accolades and certain gifts that are going to be bestowed on you. It's the problem of the person who has not learned how to withstand success, who becomes attached to the accoutrement, the attachments of success, instead of understanding that success is the journey and easy come, easy go, and you'll get more and keep on moving. And so, People don't realize that once you continue to move up the ladder of success, you fall under different standards. So let me just give you a few of these different standards and ask you, are you really ready for this? So think about it. People's expectations of you when you become successful, they start to believe that you owe them something because of your success. Whether you are famous or rich, people think that either you owe them money or you owe them every part of your life. I have actually seen people with no problems at all because someone decided to have a job in the public eye say, you know what you signed up for. You owe me every part of your life. No, they don't. Last time I checked, they are sovereign and you are not their enslaver. So get over yourself, you unsuccessful, unknowing, low vibrational being. Do not be the demon to their angel. Don't do it. And that's another thing. People think that because of your success, you're not able to complain. Well, you have it better than most. What would you ever have a problem with? Remember at the start, I talked about that your bandwidth of emotion is going to usually be the same no matter what your circumstance after you stable out. So if you are a person who tends to be a little more on the pessimistic side, you can be the richest person in the world and you will still have your that viewpoint and you'll still be able to probably more accurately than most be able to understand what is going on uh, with your world. And thus you might have a, a few criticisms about, OK, this part sucks. <laughs> OK, so. People think that you 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 are always eternally happy just because of what you've managed to achieve or experience. And that opens us up to the next thing. There are so many people. You your probability of uh litigation increases exponentially because of your success. And remember when I talked about uh reputation preceding you? Oh, yes, because it precedes you, more people get a chance to try to knock it down and knock you off your pedestal. And thus, you'll have people that try to make a cash grab, a clout grab, or anything at your expense. And thus, you have to take on reputation management. And it's like, are you really ready to have to deal with not being able to say a mumbling word about anything? Always realizing that if you go somewhere, people are going to watch what you tip, half of them are going to expect because you showed up at a restaurant to pay for everybody in the restaurant. Or if, you have, if you're invited to dinner, no matter that they invited you and it's 20 people in the party, 
they're going to be looking at you. Pull out your black card and pay for it. And a little salty if you don't. And they're going to always be coming for your reputation. Well, I heard she wasn't really nice. I heard she was tight. Um, did you hear how, what she said? Did you hear her complaining about her taxes? I wish I made that much to have to pay that amount of taxes. And on and on it goes. So I'm not trying to say this is a cautionary tale of be careful what you wish for, you might get it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just trying to say that wisdom calls in the streets and tries to help us little buffoons. And she says, my darlings, my loves, listen to me and I will help you. One thing that I do know about wisdom, because she is showing me every day, is that when you seek her first, she will help you to handle riches and wisdom and success, and she'll help you to uh, mitigate all the unfoolishness. Now, you will have troubles in this world and in this life. Oh, yes, you will. You will have suffering and you will go through the full gamut of emotions because you are still a human being. But all of the unnecessary crap. You can you can bring that down to a kneel when you get these types of wisdom smacks. So in my last few minutes, I want to just uh, reiterate that to be able to withstand the demands of, of success, start to cultivate your ability to be responsible. Don't say you're going to do something and then flake out. Even if your friends say, let's get together and you know you don't want to go, don't commit to it if it's iffy that you might talk yourself out of it. But if you do commit, stick to the bit, play your part. Respect. When you respect, take the time to go back and look at something anew. Don't take things or people or time for granted. Always be looking for a new angle. New angle is angel. Look for the better new angels to come and visit you with insights on something so that you can respect it and and be appreciative of it anew. And especially with time, if you respect time, time will respect you. And then rarity. Understand that you're in rarefied air now once you start being more successful and continuing to have a life of success. Understand that you're going to have to deal with a loss of control, possible alienation, and be held to uh, different standards. And you won't be able to say much about it. Grin and bear it and have your close confidants in private for when you want to vent. And so with that, guess what? Yep, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. So don't forget to check out the show notes. Thank you everyone for continuing to support the podcast. And thank you to that person who sent me a cash app. I appreciated that. Hallelujah. So anyway, don't forget to use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ for all of your Amazon shopping. And thank you for tuning in, listening. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and tell others. And I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.